Welcome, adventurers. This is Musecast 14, your podcast for everything roleplay in the world of Eorzea. I'm your co-host, Emmy. November 16th and 17th, 2018, marked yet another Final Fantasy XIV fan festival in Las Vegas. And just like the one in 2016, our other co-host, Remix Sakura, and I both had the opportunity to attend. And while we were there, we decided it would be a great idea to get some interviews as this convention was going on and hear firsthand what it's like role-playing on both large and small servers. So we've included all of those interviews here in this very special MuseCast 14 episode. Now you'll notice that because we were doing this while the convention was going on, there are some hopes and fears and some inaccuracies in what was said during this interview. That's just because we were doing this as the convention was going on and for some of these interviews, not everything had been announced just yet. But I'll leave you to listening to all of these interviews. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some of the voices of the Final Fantasy XIV roleplay community. Welcome to the first interview. Musecast 14 is holding at FanFest 2018. I can't believe it's already 2018. We haven't been here since 2016, Geesh. All right, I just ran into some role players who are going to introduce themselves to us. I'm Lucerna Sinus from Baomong. I'm Varric Sanborn from Baomong. Great to meet you. Tell me a little bit about your characters. Okay, Lucerna is a female Midlander. And although she uses, she's you mostly the warrior job in game, she actually is one of the few RP characters I've seen on Baomung who does not have access to soul stones. Um, she just swings an axe, pretty much. However, unlike a lot of axe-wielding characters I've seen traditionally, um, she's more meek, more demure, very just not a forceful personality, but she is supposed to be very skilled at combat, so I, I enjoy playing around with that discrepancy. Interesting. So, from an in-character perspective, you consider her more of a marauder than a warrior. Not even that, because she's not part of the marauder's guild. I see. She just uses an axe. Hmm. I see. Whereas Varric is a uh, uh, half Highlander, half Elizin, but I use the Elizin model, and he's pretty much a broomer. Right? He he was born and raised in the broom, and kind of came to resent his father, and later under the maelstrom is where he learned to be a warrior so he's actual warrior and is a pretty big contrast to my friend Lucerna's character because he's very much a roar berserker rage fight and keep fighting until everything's gone and be covered in his own blood afterwards kind of deal (laughs) he's generally a pretty good person but he does have a lot of bloodlust in battle so it's interesting to try to gauge when that happens and when that doesn't because he does have some measure of control but you know the inner beast is something we've seen in the warrior quest line to not always be something you can control even if you are skilled so it's interesting Mm. do you ever role play together um not very often we are in the same free company but we have different styles so i usually do like more interconnected plot arcs that span a bit further, and I also participate in a lot of the, in two of the main Balmung uh, weekly tournaments, Grindstone and Spellstone. Oh, nice. Whereas I am more of a, my character, he's, it's not that I don't do as much RP, it's I do a lot more low-key RP. I don't, I don't like to be too attached to most RP because 
you know, moods fluctuate, stuff like that, and I can't always be reliably able to RP, so I try not to get into, like, real in-depth story stuff, but my character's generally more, pretty morally gray, so I can usually go from anywhere from being a, with darker characters to lighter characters, so it makes it easier for me to be able to, you know, find stuff that I like to RP. Interesting. Yeah, I can definitely see wanting to take a more casual approach to it. So what is what do you think is your favorite part about role-playing? How it enhances the game for you? Um, well, I am heavily biased towards all aspects of role-playing in the Balmain community because the role-play community kind of changed my life in some very big ways. Mm. When I first started role-playing with Lucerna in about, I think it was 2014, 2015, um, I was still... Uh, very much in the early recovery stages after being in an attack where I was traumatized and I made her character partly as a way to cope with that because um, she had like I kind of wrote her so that she had been through some of the similar things so that like if maybe if this character can find her way in this fantasy world it would help uh, my recovery in the real world and it really has and I've met amazing people I've met my boyfriend, and who we've been friends for well over a year, and we've been dating since January. And it's just been an incredible community and an incredible experience. I'm glad to hear that. I'm very that's an ex- that's an inspiring story. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> what's your What's your favorite thing about role playing? Um, How does it enhance the game for you? Well, much the same as what uh, Lucerna said. You know, there are some aspects of it that have changed my life. Because um, our roleplay has always been an escape for me because I had to grow up pretty quick. So didn't really get to have childhood from about 10 years old onwards. Because I was the I had to get jobs. I had to be the man of the house because stuff. But um, essentially, it just helps me re- relax, escape kind of deal. And for me, what I enjoy most about RP is I do enjoy content. I do Savage. I do everything pretty much. But... At the end of the day, nothing is more relaxing than, you know, just, you know, making s- stories together with people. And do you also enjoy the Balmung community, even if you're not getting involved heavily in long-term storylines? Yes, I do. I very much do, because, like, I still have good friends, like, many good friends that I've known for years and years now that, you know, I talk with, because I've been in the Balmung RP community since 2015-ish, and, you know, one of my best friends, you know, we started RPing pretty much at the same time, and I'm still RPing with them today, even if though we don't always all RP all the time. And a lot of friends are like that with me. We still hang out, we still do stuff together, even if it's not RP, and that's what's nice about it. That we yeah. can enjoy multiple things together. Yeah, I'm very much the same. It's just, it's also a social community, the RP community on Gilgamesh. Do you also RP ever on Discord or, or Tumblr or, or on ffxivroleplayers.com? FFXIV, that's the Hydlet of RPC. Hydlet Roleplayers, yeah. Um, I mostly use that for organization. Discord, I will mostly use for like one-off scenes with people. If I, like for example, if I want to have a scene related to an ongoing plot of like two characters having a conversation, but I might not have the time to sit on my computer and play that out, I can play it in Discord as I go about my day and when I have time, make a post. And it's more convenient for me that way. But most like major story plot arcs with more people, because I've noticed with Discord RP, it gets a lot harder to keep track of the more people are involved. I prefer those to be in-game. But I, I do RP in Discord. 
Um, I can give my Discord tag if anyone wants to say hi, uh, say they like my character, say they hate my character. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm social. I, I don't mind meeting people. Or my Tumblr. I don't really use my Tumblr for RP. I like using it for just like organizing my character writings and prompts and things that inspire me about my character. Mm-hmm. Or screenshots. Yeah. Uh, I, I need to get better at taking screenshots though. I'm not very good. <laughs> Thankfully, my boyfriend's a lot better. But. Well, thank you so much for talking to us today. Is there anything else you want to say to the listeners of MuseCast 14 on all of the other role players from every server out there? Thank you so much for being part of this wonderful community. It's what we have, what we've built in Final Fantasy 14 is just such a precious and important thing that we can experience together. Take good care of each other. Be nice to each other. If somebody hurts you, don't take the chance to hurt them back. Just be the better person outlast them and shower the world with kindness <laughs> and also shower yes yes very important in fan fest very important for conventions yeah it was just it was an awkward pause there and i was like <laughs> <laughs> it's okay um, and if you're in balamung uh check out grindstone and spellstone they are weekly tournaments with some very nice prizes every week but you also a lot of interesting rp rp opportunities even if your character isn't a martial or magic fighter, you can just watch and enjoy the experience. I think a lot of other Grindstone people, a lot of the staff are going to be here this week too, Ooh. so at FanFest. Uh, so keep an eye out for them. We have t-shirts. Oh, we do. I'm looking forward to that. As for me, um, I do half and half. I do half in-game, half it, half over Discord. Uh, my Discord's Levi, L-E-V-I. Hashtag 7919. Anyone can RP with me if they want. I'm a very social person. I love to voice. love to do everything, pretty much. But, uh, like I said, half and half about for me. And the things I like the most about the Baomung RP community is just how we... What all we built and how much it's... You know, how much a lot of times we come together as a community when people are trying to push people out or trying to be rude. It just... It's nice to see, like, unity with, you know, the RP community. Which is rare, because I haven't seen it in Swartor in a while. I uh, haven't seen it in other games that I've RP'd in. So, I mean, it's pretty rare occurrence to see it, and I like it. That is really good to hear. Thank you so much for talking with me today. And we are here at day one of FanFest, and we've found some role players already. So glad to meet you. Tell us your in-character name, and where you hail from. I am Adida Aldrich. I am from Balmong Server. I'm Philip Merhelmervin, and I'm also from Belmont. All right, tell us a little bit, a bit about your characters. Um, I am a here Midlander. Um, I RP as a Highlander with the Midlander model. She's from the mountains of Corthus. She doesn't really speak common very well, but I try to just tend to be fun as possible in conversation. Someone kind of from the middle of nowhere. Yeah, she's definitely from somewhere not like typically Eorzean, she doesn't get a lot of the culture or some of the terms, I guess. And what kind of work does she do? Is she adventuring, crafting? She is, um, she used to be a village doctor who came to Ulda to learn at Frondel's to become a better alchemist and a better um, doctor for her village. Very interesting. How about you, sir? Uh, I, from the name you can probably tell, play a seawolf Rogadine. All right, you're going to have to say the name again, then. It is Philip Merrill Hammerveen. Nice. Yeah, it's unpronounceable, and it became kind of a running joke between 
all of my friends not being able to pronounce it properly, and I just do it in character now. But uh, she is a terrible troublemaker. I, I play bard, and I incorporated that into my character idea. She, in her past bloodline, is part siren, and she uses those abilities more to cause trouble with other people and get free lunches than anything effective adventuring-wise. So a lot of the role-playing that I do is, is really light-hearted stuff, and when it gets into heavier things, I tend to play her as kind of like a hanger-on or supporting cast type person. Yeah, I sound kind of the same. So how did she end up being part Siren? What's the backstory behind that? Well, it came out of discussions with the people that I was playing with in early 2.0 about which things were spoken and which things were not. And I wanted to have my character have a non-echo power source because I always wanted her to be a back or side character between people's things because I personally have a lot more fun there. And so I built her into this concept of a person that has these siren powers but doesn't use them for anything particularly heroic or important and just uses them to kind of get by in day-to-day life and got more or less suckered into adventuring thinking that it was going to be an easy path because it was a really in vogue thing that a lot of people were doing and so I've got her with a lot of um, scoundrelish ties both among role players and uh, ties to the rogues guild in character which is a really handy way to meet a lot of people if that's the type of role play that you're into for sure for sure sounds like a true blood Lominson. Uh, yeah, definitely. She's definitely Limson Lominson. I roleplay her really awful doc accent as much as possible. I put effort into using old-timey slang. As soon as they put Jack, the leader of the Rogues Guild, in the game, I was completely vindicated in the, the horrible 16th century slang that I had been using the entire time. And it's really fun to, to have people's eyes just kind of take a moment and... You can tell that they're looking at the speech that you're using cross-eyed, but they know it's English, but they have to try just a little bit harder to understand her. And the reason that I do it is because everything that she does and says is weird doublespeak that means something else. Because she just gets off on deceiving people and taking advantage of them and stealing their money. Wow. Again, a true blood Lamentin. I think it's a lot of fun, yeah. Tell me about your free company that you run. Sure. So I co-run a uh, free company in on Balmung called the Adventure League of Eorzea. We have existed since 1.0, and we have carried on um, our traditions of being a lighthearted RP company um, through various changes of leadership and officership over the years since Ooh, 2010 or so, 2009? Yeah, that's when 1.0 was out. Yeah, so we've been around for a very long time. Um, uh, before we were on Besaid, now we're on Balmung, just because of the server name changes. Uh, we originally strived for being um, a coalition of adventurers, just trying to get by. We wanted to be more like a family, but learned over the years that adventure is a very broad term for what we are and what we can do. So lately we have been focusing more on the arts and the arcana and everything else. So we want to be more scholastic now rather than being brutes and 
mercenaries. That's true. You want to do something a little bit different than everybody else's free company. Right. So we want to hold salons. We want to hold discussions. We want to um, improve free company relations. So we want to um, go to more events that are on the server or now across world, you know, events and speak to more free companies and, and become more familiar with other people in the community as we uh, have very shy members, including myself. It's very hard to get around, I feel, working different hours. So we want to uh, um, try to broaden our scope in RP as much as possible. That sounds really awesome, holding those different kinds of events. Now, typically, are you mostly role-playing in-game? Because on Balmung, there's plenty of in-game RP to be had. Or do you also go on Heidel and Roleplayers, Tumblr, or maybe privately on Discord sometimes? So for a lot of events that I hold where we use like a D20 system, I hold them in game as much as possible. And we usually strive for very small groups so we don't have to worry about people. But um, for one-on-ones, Discord usually works. I work a nine to five job. So getting in game can be very difficult. Um, time zones are a problem. So a lot more of personal RP is on Discord. But when we want to get groups together, we do emphasize in game and we want to use the the overworld as much as possible rather than focusing on four-man dungeons. I see. How about you? We're both in the same free company, so a lot of the stuff that she said applies to me as well, although I only joined in 2.0. I personally almost exclusively roleplay in-game. Like her, I have a daytime job. Uh, I don't have Saturdays and Sundays off, so it skews it a little bit but I'm still available evening times when most people want to do role-playing as a, as a fun activity. I try and push people to do stuff in-game because I think that it helps to have the visual element. There's nothing against, I think, um, like long paragraph-type uh, role-play in, in Discord or Tumblr or things like that, but it's not my thing, and I like having the, the character actions to back things up. From the biggest things to the smallest things, it's just like if you're having like a one-on-one chat or, as you said, uh, a big group of people. A big group of people to me is like 10. <laughs> well, you know, the the in-game aspect of it allows for a random element. Uh, occasionally, when you're passing through big zones like cities, you can encounter people you never would have encountered before on Discord, for example. Um, and Right, and and we haven't been recruiting for a while, but the people we do re- who who wind up applying for our free company, we encounter in the wild. Whether it's um, brief like run-throughs of the quicksand, or if it's just at another community event, like people hold open bazaars and. Uh, dances and balls and it's a great way to meet other role players and so I I'm all for our free company just like go out there meet some people in game it's 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 great the Belmont community can be great yeah I mean there's so many events yeah. I mean there's so many events there's, you'd have to have an entire calendar for it I think it's so important yeah I like I love the calendar I think it's so important that uh, a lot of people don't look just to their own free companies for for role play too and branch out a lot and go and contact other people because there's a tendency with the way that chat channels work for people to become insular and only play with the same people a lot which I think is a shame because it's a lot of fun to meet new people and it's a lot of fun to slowly pull their stories out of them in character I think 
it, it's so easy to build up this great backstory for your character, but if you're only role-playing with the same two or three people, you don't have that, that element of meeting new folk and seeing how they react to differences in your character. Like, for example, I always get called like a here or a standard, you know, Midlander or whatever, but my character isn't. She's a Highlander, even though she's very small, and she she comes from the mountains, and it's very hard to, you know, get that out, and just be like uh, Filey, what I call my friend next to me here. Um, he knows my character backstory, but other people don't, and so just going around and, and meeting other people in-game is a great way to find out how my character would react to different situations, rather than to play them out in my head, or in one-on-ones on Discord. Excellent, excellent. There's definitely a big community to do that in game. So what do you think is your favorite part about role playing and are there any challenges that you've ever faced? Let's see. I really like meeting new people. As I said, my character is a troublemaker. So when I meet new people, I always have this mindset of uh, my character is a storyteller. And so I want to do things to coax their story out of them as much as possible. And that's that's the thing that I enjoy doing the most. And then the challenge for me is that she is such a huge, weird troublemaker that inevitably she's going to play some sort of mean prank on people after she's interacted with them a few times. And it's a challenge to make that fun for people. Like, you can't do things to other people's characters and say, haha, now your leg is broken because I played a prank on you but you can you can make really good on the spur like improv jokes and set up situations for people that throw their character out of not necessarily their comfort zone but pulling them out of the group of people that they normally role play with so that they do new things and I try really hard to make it so that her weird pranks and double speak draw people out you know cool I, I think I also enjoy being kind of a side character. I think I'm, I think my style is more like yours. And how about you? What is your favorite part about role-playing? The thing you enjoy the most? And are there any challenges that you face? Sure. I've always loved creative writing. And um, through middle school and high school, I used to do a lot of role-play on probably Gaia or Yahoo or in any of those um, chat channels. So carrying it on into, I played Eleven first, and that's where I met my co-leader for my free company. And I never considered role-playing in an MMO before, because it's very short sentences, and I'm used to paragraphs. So that's a challenge, is trying to fit a lot of character into a lot less. Um, so I try to stick to emotes. Um, gesturing a lot with my character rather than focusing strictly on what they're saying because what they're saying could be completely different to what they're doing and um, as a character who doesn't have um, the Eorzean common as their first language it can be a bit of a language barrier so I like to play that up for jokes um, I like to have people misunderstand her I just think it's funny it can be a challenge to find serious role play or anything like that because everyone thinks that my character's just a joke, but, um, so yeah, but it's fine, because I, I like to be like a side character, like Filey, and um, other than that, it's just, my biggest challenge now is finding time to, like, be a useful leader, and also find time for my own role play that I want to do for myself, and not just the free company. 
Uh, I find that being a challenge too, trying to run a podcast about role playing and then making sure I also like role play some myself so I don't lose touch. Yep, yep. So being from the Balamonk server, actually my co-host and I are both from Gilgamesh. Okay. And we've lived there our entire in-game lives. And Gilgamesh has maybe risen and fallen in the ranks, but it still has like one of the strongest RP communities in the game. And now we it was just announced that we're going to be able to do cross-world visits. We didn't get a lot of details about the system, but it looks like you can you're going to be able to at least go to starting cities. And that I mean those are already hubs of RP. How would how do you feel about being able to be on Balmung and being able to go to visit Gilgamesh or being on Gilgamesh being able to go visit Mateus? You know, hopefully in the reorganization of worlds in the new data center, uh, my, my biggest hope and fear right now is that these RP communities don't get split up, that they remain on the same data center, and that Square Enix is cognizant of that, that this could be the greatest thing that ever happens to RP, or it could fall as a dud. So this um, falls back into what I love about the overworld RP and that I think the overworld gets neglected. Everyone has their personal house, their free company house, the housing districts, their apartments that they go for RP, that they hold events. I think that this could be a great opportunity for certain servers like Balmung, the biggest hub over like uh, city is Ulda for the quicksand. And I know that's a long running joke with Balmung and the quicksands and I get it, it's really funny. But I think this is a great opportunity for more open RP in other starting cities, like going to Gridania, going to the theater, going to all these events. I know that Balmung is very famous or semi-famous for the Lucky Sparrow group, who hold uh, big shows with like music and, and um, emotes and, and lyrics going on. And I think it would be a great for them to branch out and or do something um, you know, on a different server, maybe in a main city hub rather than their own house. It's just it's just a great opportunity for role players to come and meet one another in different cities that they don't typically gather for for big RP. Like I think Limsa Lamensa would be great hosting more we in one we used to hold big parties on the Astalasia, the big ship that is now um, kinda defunct. The bar is no longer there from one But I think it's still a great place to go RP. Um, it's it's just there's so many lost opportunities, but I think this will be a great um, addition for RP, honestly. I hope it is. What do you think? From what I took from what they said in the convention hall, they specifically mentioned with the different world stuff that you were going to be able to do main scenario things on a different world as well. And so that says to me that it's not just going to be the three main cities, which I'm excited about for all the reasons that Dita just said. I really hope that all of the roleplay centric servers are on the same data group. I I want to catch up with some people that went to Mateus. I'd love to see what the Gilgamesh community has become like because I've had no interaction with any of them. It almost felt like a rivalry at some times, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. I could see that. But really, I mean, we should just all kind of go together and any interpersonal things that people have against specific people, I don't think you can hold against the server. Maybe I have to say that because I'm from Balmung, but I think if you're right and they put everything together, that would be fantastic. And that a lot of people could get a lot of new roleplay community and hookups. Maybe we could expand that Balmung RP calendar to be everywhere else. Yeah. How awesome would that be? That would be like, like a dream that we've had for a while. Yeah, yeah, that would be amazing. I'd love to come across a lot of new groups because I know that there's got to be a lot of really good character writers and actors and event holders on the different servers. I think it sounds great. 
Yeah, um, the the players behind the Koopobot and the Belmong RP Tumblr that have all the calendars events just pulled out from Google, I think from spreadsheets, I believe. Um, if that could be expanded and they could work with uh, Matthias groups and other RP and Gilgamesh groups just to have a bigger variety because I know there's so much Tavern RP, but I know there's so much more RP out there. And I would love to go to some Gilgamesh or Matthias or, like, RP groups and events. That'd be fantastic. And we'd like to come visit Balmong once in a while too because we know <laughs> all the time. I can't even log in sometimes. It's just like you can't get in your own server. Stand in queue. That only happens. That only happens when it's like patch time, though. When you have the queue, or when the server crashes. Yeah, that's a problem. Oh uh, yeah, if somebody fishes in the wrong fishing hole, right? Yeah. <laughs> then yeah. Either we got called one. out in in the convention hall. They said Belmong is too full. Please stop. <laughs> oh yeah, during the keynote, yeah, they they've strongly hinted that this this world visit system should be used by Balmung players to go somewhere quieter. So we're going to invade you now. <laughs> yes, I'm looking forward to hopefully this great new world of United RP as well. Thank you again so much for your time. Is there anything that you want to say to the Musecast listeners, to the R- the fellow RPers of all servers? Yeah, I can't wait to meet you. Um I'd be a bad person if I didn't give a shout out to Broken Chairs, which is the Rugadine only link shell of role players on Balmung. I hope some of them hear this, but as you know, there's not a lot of Rugadine role players, so maybe they won't. Aww. I just want to thank the RP community for being so supportive and helpful for one, of one another and just being there when you want to discuss lore in depth. I think it's so yes. great to run into people, especially in this convention, other role players, and just talk hours on end about lore and just having that that creative feedback with another person. I just love meeting other role players in character and out of character and just having people to talk to. So it's just, it's great. Me too, me too. Yeah. Maybe you can join our Discord and meet a few more. Oh yeah, definitely, absolutely. Yeah, especially if we have the server share, that'd be great. Yeah. Well, thank you for your time. And I know that you're gonna look forward to the lore panel as much as I am. Thank you again. And we'll be back with more our peers later on Musecast 14. Hello again, listeners. I'm here back again with Emmy and again with our next interviewee. Great to meet you. Tell us your name, your server, and what your character does. I'm Queen Teep. I'm from Hyperion. And uh, my character's uh, roleplay is that she uh, is the Madam of a Brothel. Yes. Oh, you're that Queen Tepe. Yeah. Yes. Yes, you were the one that was interviewed in Kotaku. Yes, I was. Yes. Wow. Well, we're going to start at the beginning. Before we get into that, we'll start at the beginning. Tell us about your in-character story, backstory, okay. her personality. We, uh, we know about her activities, but let's go a little bit deeper and okay, get sure. to know the real Queen Tepe. Okay, sure. So uh, Queen Teep's uh, backstory is that she was originally from a family of nobility, and um, she couldn't stand the stuffiness of it all, so she decided to run away from home and try to become an adventurer. When that didn't end up working out for her, she did the only thing that she knew best, which was running a business. So uh, that's a bit of her backstory. Her personality is, well, it's kind of comedic, quite honestly. Um, I try to take a lot of uh, tropes from like, you know, shonen heroes and things like that. Kind of like that, uh, that boss, like, you know, like Cave Johnson sort of thing, where they're kind of silly, obnoxious, kind of borderlining on the bit, uh, eh, silly and um, they're still successful somehow. Well, I'm curious about 
what the role play scene is like on Hyperion. That's not a name you hear a lot. We've had a lot of Balmung interviewees today. Oh, wow. Okay. Role play on Hyperion is actually pretty expansive. Um, not a lot of people give it credit. I know most people, they go to like Maetis and uh, Balmung, but we actually have quite a few RPFCs. It's grown especially a lot over the past year. And um, honestly, uh, it's gotten to the point where before it used to be so small time that I knew just about every RP ser uh, FC on the server but at this point it's like you turn around and there's just a brand new one um there are a lot of events that happen um you know several times a week from a lot of different groups it's only about the same times you know like uh you know, six to eight p.m pdt but uh there is a ton of rp going on in that server just not a whole lot of uh you know like quicksand rp or things in uh, limsa which i've found on other servers so not so much open world but more happening within fcs and stuff uh, yeah, most EFCs have these events uh, like on a bi-weekly basis that are open to the public, so it's still open world-ish. They're not like closed circuit, but uh, yeah, there's not a whole lot going on in uh, quicksand or like open world. That is great to hear because I heard earlier from somebody that roleplay on Primal was quote dead. I can't speak to any of the other servers uh, on Primal, but I can definitely say that it is far from dead on Hyperion. It is alive and well and it's gotten to the point where if you don't like one rp scene they're not all interconnected anymore there are enough that you can just walk away from one and just find another one like right across the street it's getting pretty big oh nice it's actually pretty similar to how baomung is where you can just find roleplay pretty much anywhere so it's great to see that it's alive and well uh, now tell me a little bit about maybe your your favorite roleplay related moments that you've experienced in the game well one of my most favorite rp moments recently is I was uh, having this scene with another person and they were going somewhere with their story that I didn't recognize at all. But I started thinking about it from what my character's experiences were and my character's perspective. And I just interacted with the scene how my character would instead of making my own assumptions outside of my character. And my character saw something in the scene and made an accusation that was completely right that me as the writer never would have seen from the outside in. So I thought that was really cool. You were able to really occupy your character you uh, felt mentally for that moment. Yeah, completely. Awesome, awesome. Do you ever face any challenges? Uh, yeah, I could say that I face uh, challenges. I guess the biggest one that I've been facing recently is that I have a lot of different timelines going on with the same character because I have so many different people I'm RPing with. So that's kind of the hard part is sometimes the character is slightly different, has slightly different things going on, and it gets kind of convoluted and confusing to try and remember which happened with which group. Oh yeah, I've had that problem too, when it's usually caused by my not replying to a Discord <laughs> RP in a timely manner. But when things are going on in game, everything's live. But when you take it to Discord, things can get a little divergent. Like if something happens that would affect another timeline, another event, another thread. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, got a lot of that. And I've also got a lot of uh, short stories going on with uh, the same characters that are completely divergent from the normal RP, which are a lot of fun. And then there are some stories that I write that are completely supposed to be on like a valid uh, canon for every RP thread. It's, it's a lot to juggle. And it seems like every time I make more characters, instead of it making it easier to juggle them, I just end up with more storylines. And it can be a bit overwhelming at times. Well, those are things that I think we all have to deal with at times when you really love roleplay. Now, I think we would be remiss if we didn't mention, you may be tired of hearing about this, but your interview with Kotaku. Yes. When you went into that, did you really expect what actually happened? Um, what do you mean by expect to happen? Like, uh... Did you really expect it to become a big deal in the community 
the oh. Kotaku gate, like, oh my god, we're being represented as ERP, lewd. Was the article written in a way that you would have liked, you thought actually represented you or the RP community as a whole? Do you think it was a good thing or a bad thing um, that that article came out the way it did? Sure. Um, I don't think it represented the RP community basically at all in a lot of ways because a lot of our peers don't really care for that side of things. And it was mostly just a, a buzz article like clickbait sort of deal. So. Um, I think at some levels it did represent the community. It told a lot of people that Hyperion was a place to try an RP, and we've gotten a lot of people who have come specifically from that article. Like, I have dozens of people that I know now that I would have never met without that, and it's really gone a long way to um, helping us. Um, as far as the article went, um, I'd say that like 90% of it represented us as a group well. There was a little bit of misinformation, though, that I think the person just kind of filled the blanks on. Yeah, so I, it went about as well as I expected. Um, you know, it's, it's actually kind of a funny story about how we even got the Kotaku article. Do you want me to share about how that started? Oh, please. So we started opening Teep Treasures like back uh, 2.0. Right, so um, we didn't really have any big plans. We just thought it'd be kind of a fun thing to do on the weekend just because we were bored. And I remember sometime I thought, wouldn't it be cool if we got big enough to get on like a gaming site? You know, like sometimes you hear about those sort of things on gaming sites. And after doing it for four years, actually it's like five years now, it never happened. You know, I kind of figured we get big enough, we host enough big events. Like if you look us up, we have like tons of events like every other month for like the entire server or other people to come in. And we never got any interest from anybody outside of our own little server. So it's actually funny. I actually uh, started emailing game sites on my own. And that's actually how we got the article. Just mailed the uh, head editor and said, hey, do you want to interview us? Wow. Good initiative there. Surprised it worked, honestly. So it was kind of a dream come true? Uh, totally. But it actually came up with its own set of problems in itself because it's like, when you're making an FC like this, you don't really have rating tiers. You, you, you don't really have a whole lot of clear-cut objectives. You know, you have your own personal ones. Like, I would like to do this. I would like to do that. I'd like to hit X members. I'd like to get a house. Uh, for us, we've done the events. We've uh, helped try and grow RP on Hyperion, not just even Erotica. We, we tried to do so much, and we got the Kotaku article. And it's like, after we do that, that's kind of like the final boss. It's like, what's left? <laughs> so your FC is an ERP-related FC, and there is a certain stereotype associated with that. Is there a way that you, for example, are able to get yourself out there, still be proud of what you're doing, even with that sort of stigma out there? How do you balance that? Okay. Um, so I guess the primary thing that we do is twice a week we have two-hour open sessions, and typically what that is is it's our opportunity to just role play in the mansion. It doesn't have to be erotic and we don't even allow it in the main lobby. So if you're coming there, your character sits down, gets a drink at the bar, and they just sort of develop their story, share stories like that. Um, another way that we uh, try to combat that stereotype, uh, like it's 100% um, ERP, and I mean 100% of the time for ERP would be very boring. You need a narrative to surround it. Yeah. Um, so another way that we do it is we do try to host those events, uh, those big ones where we advertise with our like own uh, posters and things like that on the Square Enix forums and the Reddit. And they're just like a chance to RP from with different people across the servers and it's not erotic in, by any measure at all. It's just normal style RP. And then, you know, typically we try to uh, help uh, promote other RP groups sometimes, you know, um, have our own people going over there, hang out with them, you know, just try to spread the name. Really what we're trying to do and this was our goal at the beginning, was we were trying to use ERP as a way to get people through the door, you know, as sort of a shock value. And then, um, you know, from there, try and develop their stories and get them interested in something they might not have tried. Because a lot of people who come in, 
they're just kind of there because they heard about this at one point or another and they want to see what it was about and then you just flip it on them and you're like hey try some normal rp develop your character a bit and that's kind of how we try to combat all that i really like that that even if you're doing ERP, well, there has to be a narrative about it. It's not just all people doing it for the sake of, you know, getting their rocks off. Like, we're still telling stories. So for you then, ERP is really more of like a supplement to this character building. It can be used in addition to your your regular, you know, character building that you would expect in, you know, more, I would say, generalized RP. It's more of like an addition to that. Yeah, I would say that ERP is definitely sort of auxiliary to the actual RP. I mean, we're still putting all the effort into the world building, the story building, um, developing our characters, you know, just general stories, um, having these little events. Uh, it really would be, I wouldn't have any interest in ERP if it didn't have a surrounding story around it, you know? Smut for the sake of it isn't really my thing. I mean, it's, it's great, you know, like in a romance novel or something like that, you have those scenes which develop the story a little bit, but it really is just about mostly the story. I like that a lot. Thank you so much for speaking with us. Is there anything else that you want to say to the RP community at large from every server and all of our listeners? Definitely. Um, so Mayatis and Balmung are not the only places to RP anymore. We are rapidly growing. And since we are growing, now is the perfect opportunity to try your own hand at growing your own FC if you want to. You know, a lot of people sometimes want a new beginning. They want to start over. They want to bring some friends over. Um, the server is totally welcoming to people just coming by and uh, opening up shop and they want more. I mean, people are constantly looking around for more time slots that have not been filled yet. And hey, with the new features coming out in 5.0 with that free server transfer, you never know, you could find yourself on Hyperion. Definitely looking forward to that, you know, getting people coming in for uh, bi-monthly events. You know, like a lot of those events that we host, they're absolutely free. Like we have prizes and stuff, but anyone from any server on level one can come in, have fun. So we're looking forward to the uh, world uh, transferring thing, you know, where you can just hop from world to world. World visit. Yeah, world visit it's world called. Visit. Okay, yeah. Yeah, world visit. Yeah, we're looking forward to that because that just means more people coming by and checking us out. Yes, I hope, I hope that they do. I'm looking forward to all that. Thank you so much for talking with us today. Of course. All right. Musecast will be back again soon with more interviews. Until then. All right. This is Musecast 14, and we are back with an entire free company of role players. Oh, my God. An entire free company. That's pretty crazy. Can you give us all of your names, your server? I imagine it's only one server since it's a free company. Just go around the circle, and we'll, we'll see who we've got here. Hi, I'm Brahito Akal from Balmung, and I'm in Stray. I'm Ezotura Tixi from Balmung, and I'm also in Stray. I am Wayward Romantic, I am in the Red Herring, and I'm also the free company leader of Stray on Zan Zito. Hi, I'm Oyu Tatak, and I'm from the FC Red Herring. And I'm Arthur Yudu Chomps, and I am also from the FC Red Her- the Red Herring. Okay, so what happened, basically how it was explained to me, is that you have two characters, one's an FC leader and then one's your main. Yes. Okay, so you're an alcoholic, you're one of those. Yeah, I have a full cast on Balmung. Full cast of eight? Yeah, yeah I do. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, well, let's go around and hear a little bit about each of your characters. Okay, my character is a monk from Girabanya, and he's very angry about everything. <laughs> and that's about all. Uh, my character is a keeper from South Shroud, 
and he's also very angry about everything. So Zahn is from the South Shroud. She's from a tribe that worshipped Dalamud that recently fell. Um, and then Wayward Romantic is actually a painter adventurer that goes on treasure hunting quests. Awesome, awesome. You can go into more detail if you like. Uh, yeah, Oyu is a grumpy lizard wizard. Uh, he is from the steppe, but he's living in Iyosa for about three years now. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. Did you say grumpy lizard wizard? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, an also, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, he's a sailor. Um, he dislikes of the sailor. He doesn't get on with a lot of people. Uh, so yeah, good luck if you roleplay with him. <laughs> um, Arthur essentially is a researcher from Corthus, and essentially after the calamity, he wound up venturing south, basically to expand his ethereal knowledge and you know develop connections. Um, you know, essentially just to broaden his horizons. Awesome, awesome. So what happens when you all get together? NRP, NRP together. What kind of stuff happens? So I mainly only RP with like really close people because I'm horrified of other people. But when we all get together, it's mostly just fighting because our two characters are very angry. So it's mostly just fighting scenes and the occasional I really hate you scene. How do you how do you do your fight mechanics? Do you do it with slash random? Yes. Yes, mostly just random, and then also on Discord, if I ever RP on Discord, we have like a bot for it. It's like a roll 20 bot. Basically what we do is whoever rolls higher, you know, like with random, whoever rolls higher gets the first blow. And that's pretty much it. Yes. Do you ever participate in the big fight nights on Balmung? I actually have not. Not participated, but I've been to plenty of them because I think they're kind of entertaining. Awesome, awesome. How about you? Um, so most of my characters are deeper plot related. I do a lot of um, more heavier focus scenes for character development. I'm in currently a campaign led by one of our friends and that's mostly like pirates and treasure hunting and adventure. And that's um, led on Discord, but we all do it in game. It's like quests and stuff that we can pick up and there's factions and it's really cool. That's mostly what I do. Cool, and you were RP with all these people here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about a plot that's happened with two of your characters. I'm interested. Um, well, my character, um, her name is Edwin, but we, her in-game name is Wayward Romantic. She is friends with um, Oyu's character, Bestial, and they kind of um, have a little spat. They have a, um, how would you explain their dynamic? They, uh, Edwin uh, was hired by Basil uh, for a exploration thing, and Edwin abandoned him. Um, and they went to a party, bumped into each other, and uh, Basil was very drunk and threw wine all over Edwin, and it led to a brawl outside. Oh no, we got a lot. We got a lot of fighters in this group. <laughs> so tell me about what's your favorite part of role playing, other than getting maybe maybe it's getting the anger out. Definitely. I think that's my favorite, and I think that that's also my character's favorite, is getting the anger out, because he's angry about everything. And what would you say is a challenge that you sometimes face, either personally or interpersonally or technologically? Uh, the challenge that I face most is just finding like the right words to say, because I just find that I like use some wrong words sometimes, and like not like terrible words or anything, just like non-descriptive words. I completely relate to that, especially with um, with my character on Balmung as well. She is just a very, very specific character in what she wants to say, and it just takes so long to figure out, how do I say this? How about you? What do you think is your favorite part and maybe your least favorite part of role-playing? 
Uh, my favorite part, I, I, I've tried writing like on my own, but I find it more entertaining and easier to write with other people. So I think it's like creating a story with other people involved too. And my, my least favorite thing, right? Is that sometimes I like have like a writer's block. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we all experience that. But when you have other people around you, they can inspire you and you're never really isolated. Um, I guess my favorite thing would be just meeting everyone that I've gotten the chance to meet to over the past three years. Um, I've been RPing a really, really long time, but Final Fantasy is my first MMORPG, and I'm really grateful for all the friends that I've made while I've been on Final Fantasy. And for my least favorite, I would have to say I don't have enough character slots. <laughs> <laughs> a problem that many of us have. Yes. Many of us have. Uh, I'm probably going to have to steal eight when's a comment um yeah just the friends i've made um i'm from the uk and i've come here from uh but yeah come here from the uk to meet all of you nerds and have fun and everyone's amazing the stories you know i've role played on balmung for like over three years now and uh yeah just the stories i've written and stuff like that i've never really done it before mm-hmm. and um to like go back through the logs and realize how much you've developed and written all these characters all these people you've met and it's really like mind-blowing sometimes you're like oh i spent six hours role-playing this is really <laughs> like ooh. um at least favorite is probably like i don't have enough time to do as much as i want and like because again i have like an eu schedule like trying to up with upa who's at work and like yeah just yeah it's just a pain in my backside most of the time so all right oh my goodness i have to i, I have to second everyone else's um statements basically i made a bunch of friends rping and it's just been a really like enriching experience with you know both my like um interpersonal relationships and also just you know developing as a writer and it's just you know it's generally really entertaining and it's fun to get to explore eorzea and the setting of final fantasy 14. her least favorite things honestly um it's not so much about like rp itself or like the community rather so much as it is just um i wish I had an easier time personally reaching out because there are so many people who are, you know, available for RP and there's just so many interesting characters and concepts and there's just so much to explore so I just kind of personally need to get my act together and, you know, get out there. Well, it's not difficult on Balmung. I imagine the community is very good to you. Oh, oh my goodness. I am, I am spoiled for choice. Like, you would not believe but. Honestly, I'm not really that uncommon. There's a lot of just shy RPers, and we just need to take initiative. <laughs> so as Balmung players, what do you think about the new world visit system? Do you Are you looking forward to people visiting your server, maybe visiting other servers? Honestly, I'm a bit scared because like with the servers crashing and all the DDoS attacks lately, I don't, I don't know. I'm kind of scared for it, but it'll, I think it'll also be kind of convenient because there's also like roleplay on Mateus. And I think that if you wanted to go from Balmung to Mateus to roleplay, then I think that would be like really convenient for people who wanted to do that. All right. Is there anything that anybody else wants to say to any of our listeners? I would say just don't be afraid to write the characters that you want to. Don't be afraid of really branching out. And uh, there's lore and there are set boundaries, but you can still move a lot within those boundaries. So just do your research and um, it's really not hard to make a really cool character and still, you know, have it be unique without going super, super crazy. Well, thank you so much for speaking with us today. Indeed, thank you all so much for being here. Thank you for having us. All right, MuseCast 14 is out for the moment. 
it is almost time for the piano concert and the after party. We'll see how many other role players we can find. All right, we're back already to interview somebody we actually met at a previous fan fest. Which year was that? It was 2016. All right, tell us, tell us your name and server again. Uh, my name is Avelina Asha in game. Um, I play on Balmung mostly. I have alts on a few other servers though. Oh, don't we all? <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about her. Uh, she is a dancer cat out of Old Da. She's extremely flirty, extremely forward, and extremely fast and loose with her morals. Oh. <laughs> uh, she's pretty much my baby. She's actually a convert from another game I used to play, but I brought her over here and she's actually fit a lot better. Really nice. So what kind of job does she do? Dancing? It's Old Da. <laughs> it's fantasy Las Vegas. Lewd things happen. <laughs> <laughs> Fantasy Las Vegas, I've never heard it described like that. Uh, I, I hear it described as like fantasy Sin City all the time. There's a lot of shady stuff that happens there. A lot of shady uh, free companies, at least on Balmung, that operate out of the goblet. So at the moment we are in the middle of Vegas Fan Fest, correct? And we have seen a few jobs, nothing really confirmed except for Blue Mage yet. Now, when people are listening to this, maybe we'll have Dancer, maybe we won't. What will happen if Dancer is released? I have a new main and it's looking like the leaks are in my favor and I'm very happy about that. Awesome. <laughs> well, it, would be, it would be great to get a mooring character job. For my character, it's just all about crafting and gathering. <laughs> <laughs> so being on Belmont, what would you say is your favorite part about role playing? And do you ever face any challenges? Uh, probably my favorite thing about being on Belmung is that there's almost always something going on. Um, I'm actually friends with the guy who runs the RP calendar and there's just, there's literally events every day. If you don't want to go to one, you can go to the other. Uh, we have, I'm probably in like six different servers just for roleplay on Belmung between free companies, link shells, uh, just like the Alamegans of Belmung Discord, the just general Belmung RP one. There's a lot of people and a lot of options, so there's a lot of opportunity to find what fits for you. Oh yeah, I didn't know you were also an Alamegan dancer cat. <laughs> uh, her dad was actually a Garabanyan refugee, and I also have a red mage character, so that's why I'm in there. Nice, nice. The only challenge you find is too much choice? Uh, sometimes. Uh, mostly I just uh, roleplay with friends that I know very well because I have... I feel a lot more comfortable with people if I've gotten to be friends with them out of character because then I tend to be more silly in character and it's a lot more fun. Now one of the great parts I think about being able to roleplay with friends is, you know, knowing you have that bond and when you have that, there may be some situations where, for example, you guys are good friends but your characters are not. Have you ever had any situations like that? Uh, I actually have a headcanon hate ship with somebody. Uh, the characters are not a couple in any way, shape, or form, and they absolutely hate each other's guts, and it's probably one of the most fun things to talk about ever. <laughs> wow. Even with the lore of the game, it's like we're making up our own stories, and you have headcanons about that, too. Hmm. So do you usually just stick to RPing in-game, or do you ever go onto Discord? You said you're in a couple of those. Do you RPN Discord, Highland Role Players, Tumblr, places like that? 
Um, I'm actually a former role player off of Tumblr. I used to role play in the Mass Effect community on there. Uh, I've mostly done in-game because I have trouble with long format RP. Uh, sometimes it's hard to write so much and in-game lets me just do little quips and bits. But recently the uh, leader of uh, the Fleet Link shell that I've been in, it's the Maelstrom Command on Balmung, has been uh, running a, a writing prompt list of sorts this month. Uh, she did it last year, she's doing it again. It's FFXIV Write 2018. It's a tag on Tumblr. And she releases a prompt every day, and you just have to submit a piece of writing. And then at the end, she pulls a participation prize for like an art piece. I've actually been participating in that, so I've been doing prose, but just really anywhere. Oh, that's that's awesome! That in encourages creative input from everybody. So, just released today was the announcement of the World Visit System. Are you looking forward to other people visiting Valbong, or are you more looking forward to visiting other servers? Uh, I've actually been asking for this feature for a very long time. The last MMO that I put in a lot of time into was um, Guild Wars 2, which has a guesting feature. So even when they weren't on mega servers, I was on the RP server Tarnished Coast, and if I wanted to go visit my friend on Dragonbrand, I could. I could go to three different servers a day, and that was usually more than I needed. And I've said that this would probably solve the problem that we've been having with Balmung being congested for a while. And it's really good to see them actually listening to people and putting this in. But this means I'm probably going to have full rosters on other servers just to visit Balmung and RP with them. Dang, and I, I didn't even think of that. Now, we also had some word about some of the worlds being moved from data centers. Any thoughts on that? I really hope they keep Siren, Mateus, and Balmung together, if nothing else. Um, keep the RP communities together, and I have a friend on Siren who's part of a small RP community. Um, it's probably going to be for the best, because honestly, with a lot of the server problems we've been having, something needs to change. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting that you said Siren. We're both from Gilgamesh, and I'm just hoping that they keep Gilgamesh and Balmung, and hopefully Mateus together, even though Balmung has been the source of so much headache because of congestion. It may not be likely, but we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen in the future. We can only speculate. Yeah, it's always at these fan fests. It's like, okay, so people from highly congested servers Bell that we, yeah, cough, cough, Balmung. They don't want to <laughs> say it, but we're just like, we just kind of sit there and we go, oh, no, you can't make me leave. <laughs> yeah, right. You can't make me leave Gilgamesh either. It seems like even when Balmung was locked, just nobody left. They all stayed there forever and ever and ever. <laughs> I actually did have a lot of friends and acquaintances leave when it was locked after Stormblood launched. Uh, I was actually in Japan at the time, so my peak hours were when there was no queue, but it was it was pretty bad when I was trying to play with my boyfriend who was back home in Arizona, uh, because I would get out of my classes and it would be 8 a.m., 10 a.m. here back in the States, and I would I would literally have to have my laptop signed into the game and going through queue while I was in class all day, just to have a chance to get into the game. Dang, dang. So there are changes coming, no matter what they are. But I think it, it's going to be for the better. Is there anything else you want to say to the MuseCast listeners and the RPers from all servers? Uh, mostly just, if you have an idea and you want to try it, 
just go ahead and get out there and do it, especially in the larger communities. Even if you have some people who don't like your idea or they might not want to role play with you because of how your character is written or some lore bending you might do, just keep looking around. There's always, always, always going to be someone who's going to love your idea and want to run with it. That is some great advice, I think. We've always kind of stressed that no matter what happens, no matter what you want to do in roleplay, there's probably going to be somebody who wants to take your character and run with it and develop and, you know, have you grow together with them. So I'm really glad. Thank you for that advice. Yes, thank you for speaking with us today. It was a pleasure. Thank you. All right. We are coming to the end of day one of FanFest. We'll see who else we can meet. This is Musecast out for now. See you later. And we are back. It is the conclusion of FanFest. It is day three. We are all recovering here at the Rio. And yet I have one last interview to conduct with some friends that I actually know from Gilgamesh. What a coincidence to see you here. Yes, uh, it, it's been really, a really nice fan fest. It's been my first one. Um, my name is Shiyan Miyumi. Uh, I'm on Gilgamesh. My free company is the Envisionative Knight. Shion is a an Aura. Uh, works with the Ironworks. She's a Zela who was raised in Doma. She's gone to Eorzea. She works over there now. Um, cool. And how about you? Oh, this is Katamina Kozel. I am the FC leader of Envisage of Night. Katamina is... She had a bit of a problem. She lost her memory. She woke up in Ulda about three years ago. Managed to actually run into Envisage of Night originally. Things have happened and she ended up taking over. She is a fashion designer. She actually runs a shop out of Shiragane. That's about it for her. She's pretty simple. She's good with lightning. She's got a cat. She has a cat. His name is Kida, and everyone loves him. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. Indeed. So, actually, we met with someone else from Gilgamesh that I knew, Kuriyuri Miyumi, and you are, you two are in-game sisters, twins. How did that end up happening? How do you end up having such a close RP relationship with someone that you decide that your characters are going to be in the same family? That's actually really funny. Um... Initially, we met in World of Warcraft, and we roleplayed there for a little bit. I convinced Kuro to come and try out Final Fantasy. And when he came over, uh, he just started making his character. He showed me a screenshot, and I looked at his screenshot. And I looked at my character, and I was just like, you look like my twin. And it just kind of snowballed from there. And now uh, Kuro plays Xion's twin sister. Now, was this before the Aura were actually released as a race? Was this in 3.0? No, I did not start playing until 3.2. Um, I think this happened around 3.4 or 5. It was shortly before the Stormblood Fan Fest. I see. So you created the character specifically to be a Zayla. You didn't Fantasia out from 2.0. No, my character was created as a Zayla, and... Uh, Kuro decided on on his own to make a Zayla, and it just so happened that his character looked exactly like mine when he had never seen mine before. Interesting, interesting. Now, we all make our home on the Gilgamesh server, right? And you're the first people that I've talked to since the big data center shuffle <laughs> was announced yesterday at the live letter. I mean, tell all the listeners about the current state of things on Gilgamesh and how do you think things are going to change, if you have any plans to move or if your friends have any plans to move. I mean, hopefully not, because, you know, I think we, we have something nice going on, but opinions vary widely on this issue. Well, 
what we have in Gilgamesh right now is a very small, a very tight-knit community. Um, I have a lot of friends here. This is actually extremely difficult for me to figure out what I'm going to do. I've been discussing it with Mina. We haven't really decided yet, for sure. What we want to do, ideally, is move to a smaller server on Crystal. For those who don't know, Crystal is going to be the new unofficial quote-unquote RP data center because it has both Balmung and Mateus. And with free transit between worlds on a data center, it's already been started on Reddit. Everyone is already heralding it as the RP data center, which I don't really like. It's too late to change that now. Damn it, Reddit. <laughs> Why do you have to ruin everything for us? No, no, no. People, I don't know if Square Enix actually had that in mind when they arranged the servers. It's hard to say how aware they are of RP. It's even from our perspective, having talked to community people, it's hard to say. But the community will do what it will. And if it has declared that if Balmung and Mateus are on one data center, then that's the RP data center, then that's what happens. And unfortunately, that's just the way things are falling right now. I don't want to move. Um, a lot of my friends don't want to move, but it's not something that it's not so easy necessarily because I'm not very sure that people are going to be coming to Gilgamesh anymore or to Ether in general for roleplay. And while I'd really like to stay, I, I really do want to stay, but I don't know how feasible that is going to be. And there's really no way to tell until transfers start and we see how many people start leaving. Yes, that's very true. I mean, it's been less than 24 hours, and already it feels like the discourse is overwhelming, and it's only going to get bigger by the time everyone hears this interview. But I think this is the same problem that Balmung encountered when it was first locked for the first time to transfers and new characters. It's the idea that a roleplay community needs a constant influx of new people to stay healthy. Is that the idea, kinda? Oh yes, for sure. Um... These next few weeks are definitely going to be a challenge for any FC leader that owns a roleplay company like myself. Um, many of us, actually, we do coordinate oh, often. Um, there's a lot of differing opinions right now. It's going to take some time, as Shan mentioned, before we see you know, where are people going, you know, when the transfers open up. There's just so much in the air right now that all we can do is just do our best to communicate and kind of see what everyone's doing. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't be so dour. I mean, it's all about just creating the best opportunities for ourselves and our our free companies and our friends. I mean, there's no way that RP is going to get less common or less thriving. I mean, because the world visit system is going to open up entire data centers to each other for RP. Whether one data center is bigger than the other, that's just the way it's always been. I mean, that's the way, I mean, Gilgamesh has been used to for a long time, not being the biggest RP ser server and still doing what we're doing. So now we're going to be connected to Cactuar and Genova and other places, you know, with similar size maybe or smaller RP communities. So there's no way that this can hurt anybody. It's all about just kind of, everyone's just trying to optimize their own experience, I suppose. And if we have three data centers, if that's as united as we can be, that's kind of, it's kind of the idea. So it's going to be a positive thing overall. Overall, it's going to connect a lot more people. Would you say so? I would say there are definitely going to be new connections. Um, we're already discussing with Genova uh, community reps over there and uh, figuring things out between us, possibly combining our communities a bit. And I think there's, there, is, there is an RP community on Siren as well I'm aware of. And I know someone in there, so I might reach out to them and see if we can start 
opening communication with them as well. Yeah, yeah. More, more doors opening than closing, right? As a transition to that, I like to ask everybody in these interviews, what is your favorite part about role-playing in general or role-playing in 14 since you have experience in other MMOs, Shiana? In 14, one of the things that really draws me in is just the world. It's so captivating. It's immersive. And I played World of Warcraft for over 10 years. It's been a very long time. And when I started role-playing in Final Fantasy XIV, when I started looking into the lore and learning everything, it just sucked me in so quickly. Um, it does have its faults where it doesn't have all the resources that World of Warcraft does. Obviously, it doesn't have add-ons. But we make do without that. And with the connections we form, with the housing, there's just so much that you can do to enhance that experience. Cool. How about you, Bina? I think for me, it's the wide variety of characters you see. One thing that Final Fantasy XIV does that other games don't do as much is it really encourages even like non-fighters. The crafters and gatherers are their own classes. It allows people to be inspired. As I mentioned earlier, my character's a fashion designer. Would you ever really see that in something like World of Warcraft? Probably not Exactly. As much. My character Natsuki has the same thing. He was, exactly. He's just a crafter. And if given the choice, probably wouldn't go on any adventuring or fighting. Yeah, I mean, Mina does a little bit. I mean, her background does involve a clan of fighters, but she didn't go down that path. She decided to pursue her uh, old master's passion, which she took over her, her business, and even some of her friends. I mean, one of her friends is a Lalafell, who is an amazing chef. You know, her wife, Shion, it works for the Ironworks as a researcher. It really encourages non-just combat. Not that combat's not fun, but if there's a lot more styles, a lot more different characters. There's a wider variety of just people, styles. I see, I see. Now, all data center drama aside, what are some challenges that you faced in the past to your roleplay experience? Some bad experiences, some problems, some difficulties? On Gilgamesh in general, one of the hard things is uh, recruitment, really. It's, there are not many people on Gilgamesh roleplay as much as Raid, since Gilgamesh is the quote-unquote Raid server. But there is a healthy community. It, it's hard to recruit at times because of the small size of the community. But we have gotten around that with just focusing on our characters and improving our own arcs and enriching our experience with ourselves, even if we don't have everyone that you might find on Balmung or Mateus. I mean, but, um, my biggest problem has been what many leaders probably deal with is just people. Sometimes people just don't get along well. There's going to be clashes. It's going to happen. You're going to lose members. It's how you roll with it. Um, and Vestige of Night, personally, I took over leadership from the previous leader. We've had our own problems, but we're still going strong. It's how you deal with those kind of issues really do, determines if you're going to enjoy it, how long your reel is going to last. I mean, Envisage of Night has been around since, what, three, four days after 2.0 launched. I personally rushed as fast as I could to establish it because we wanted to be on our server. We wanted to be a big RP company right out the gate. Nice. Nice. And you think that you succeeded in that in all this time? I would say if we've been around since 2.0, I'd say we're still doing pretty good. Um, you know, we do host our weekly events and our bi-weekly events, and we do our best to attend other events. I mean, we may not be as big as we used to be, but that's okay. <laughs> sure. So overall, how much of your time is spent role-playing as opposed to other PvE kind of activities? Role-playing in general is one of the two main reasons I play the game. Uh, 
I've had more of a focus on raiding recently, but I tend to switch back and forth. There are times where I'll do nothing but RP for weeks on end. Um, right now I'm mainly going out to events, not necessarily looking for random encounters, but I do that often as well. I would say right now, probably around 40% of my time in Final Fantasy is role-playing. I see, that's a pretty good chunk. How about you? Uh, slightly the opposite. I personally don't raid. Uh, retail management will do that to your schedule. Probably about 60, maybe probably like 55% is my is role-playing. I do do PvE a lot. I do love the crafting. I have everything maxed. I'm personally very excited for Blue Mage. Some like <laughs> genuine solo content. RNG aside, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm really looking forward to spending more time in the game. Both PvE and RP future events coming up. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on this very last, what feels like day three of FanFest. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to say to all of our listeners and the RP community in general from all servers? Uh, everyone out there in the RP community is really what makes the RP community what it is. Without the players, without the characters, there would be no community. And it's different from the rest of the game in that, yes, the game is a setting for it, but the bulk of it is up to us. So keep doing what you're doing out there. Make Final Fantasy XIV what it is today. Even with the data center stuff aside, we'll make it through it and we'll be stronger than ever at the end of it. All right, keep doing what you're doing. That's a good message. How about you, Mina? Pretty much agree. Um, these next two months are going to be very trying. Uh, not even just for not even just for leaders, but for members aside. When you see friends talking about going here, going there, do you want to stay? Do you want to go? I mean, ultimately, you got to do you. Do what makes you happy. But don't forget your friends, though, because they're who made you who you are, got you to where you are today. Um, and communicate, 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 communicate. If you don't talk, never really know how your friends are feeling. They won't know how you're feeling. Do your best to communicate your feelings, your thoughts, and we'll all get through this. I agree. I agree. It's very exciting to see what will happen. I myself, I'm staying positive. I'm looking forward to the growth. I'm just trying to keep that excitement going about the world visit system and just thinking about the possibilities more than anything else, more than the changes, thinking about the upsides of everything. And that about wraps up our fan fest. We've had a great time at MuseCast 14. And I can't believe it's over. I'm having a little post-con depression, but we're looking forward to bringing all these interviews to you, the listeners. For now, this is Remix Sakura signing off. Take care and rest up and recover well. And that wraps up our FanFest coverage. We hope you enjoyed listening to all these stories from across the realm. And for all of you who we did meet at FanFest, especially those who talked to us for this show, thank you very much for taking the time to just kind of get to know us. You know, it was really, really great just meeting everybody and, and talking to our listeners and making a lot of new friends along the way. So thank you again. Now, what's next, you might ask? Well, last episode, we actually promised you that this episode would be an episode about Beast Tribes. But instead, we decided to work on this episode instead. So Beast Tribes will be next episode, we promise. And it actually looks like, as usual, we are going to be doing that in multiple episodes. So please look forward to that in the near future. Until that time, though, you can always find more episodes of MuseCast 14 on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. You can also find them posted on our website, www.musecastxiv.com. We are also on social media. You can find us on Facebook. Just look up MuseCastXIV and you will find us. We are on Twitter at MuseCastXIV. 
And we also have a stream going. We do a storytime stream, a lot of just gaming shenanigans on that channel. You can find that at twitch.tv forward slash musecastxiv. And you can join the conversation. We have a Discord where we talk about stories, characters, role-playing in general. You can join that conversation by going to our website, and you can find a link for that Discord right on that page. Also on our page, if you would like to support us in some way, you can do that in one of two ways. Either on Patreon, where for a monthly donation, you can get access to things like bonus content, things that we wanted to talk about on the show but just didn't have the time to do, and you can get access to episodes 24 hours before they actually come out, which in my opinion is pretty cool. You can also support us on PayPal for a one-time donation. No matter what way you decide to support us, if you do, we are thankful nonetheless. This episode of MuseCast 14 was brought to you by all our Patreon donors and was sponsored with love from our MuseCast sponsor, Hershey. You can find her on social media, including her Twitter at Hershenfirsch, that is at H-E-R-S-H-N-I-F-E-R-S-H. Or you can check out her FF14 and variety stream at twitch.tv forward slash Hershenfirsch. Until our next episode, though, this is Emmy signing out and... See you next time. Thanks for listening to MuseCast 14. Tune in next time when we'll be discussing Beast Tribes. Happy adventuring, and may you ever walk in the light of the crystal.